You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. It's Satan, Paulie, Fritzy. Yours truly here on The Dan Patrick Show. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, your phone calls, all the above coming up. Make sure you pick up Penny's Bang Biscuits, the uh, bang jerky that we have on the website. And uh, it's been a great hit, big hit with uh, puppies. We have two different sizes there, bite-sized treats, perfect rewards for the training sessions. Anytime you want to thank your dog for good behavior. I'm still waiting to do that with my puppy, Winnie, and she's eight months old. Go to danpatrick.com, and uh, we still have T-shirts for sale. It was a great holiday season. I hope everybody got what they needed from us. And if you didn't, let us know. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Can't say that about the program itself, but but for the uh, holiday items, we want to make sure that we do our due diligence here. Empower your investment portfolio opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller is the new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island. Available now. Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash Impeller. We'll talk about the Steelers' win last night. What do the Browns do now as they move forward? Caleb Williams, the Oklahoma quarterback, is open for business. He's entered the transfer portal. Yes, you didn't ask for it, but you got it tonight, college football. Yes, it's LSU versus Kansas State. Let's go! Yeah. Can't wait for the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Are you hosting this year? No. I hosted last year. My place is still a mess. No, I'm not going to do oh. it. No, not going to do it. You always it. have such a good spread. I know, I know. It just gets too emotional when I host the Tax Act uh, Texas Bowl. It's hard for me to really focus on the game itself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a Tuesday night game after the semifinal games. And then this is what I... Okay, I wasn't planning on doing this, but but I'm going to do this now. I'm going to watch it, first of all. <laughs> I'm going to watch this football game. But this is what college football should do. If you're going to do it and have a standalone game, then why not have the entire week leading up to the national title game with other bowl games? Because you're cramming all these other bowl games in. How about this? You have a game tonight, and then tomorrow night, and then the next night, uh, maybe the national title game with uh, Division One AA, Montana State versus North Dakota State. Oh, how about a standalone game with that? Get eyeballs on it. Yes, yeah, Dan. Football players are creatures of habit. They're not used to playing oh, on Wednesdays. Okay. That's yeah. their long toss day. Yeah. Well, the Mac is. <laughs> Mac will play this <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. Yes, Paul. I like this, Dan. You're so bothered by the standalone Tuesday game. You're suggesting more bowl yes. games. More standalone games. I like this. Yeah. More standalone games. By the way, Caleb Williams is a star quarterback at Oklahoma, or at least he was. And he took Spencer Rattler's job. Spencer Rattler was supposed to be a Heisman Trophy candidate, to which I said, did you guys watch him the previous year? Because he shouldn't be a Heisman Trophy candidate. He transferred to South Carolina. So now Caleb Williams loses his head coach, Lincoln Riley, to USC, and he's in the transfer portal, which doesn't mean he's leaving, but it is surprising. Because you go to Oklahoma if you're a quarterback. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Jalen Hurts, but you went there because Lincoln Riley. Now the quarterback whisperer has gone to USC. Caleb Williams is open for business, and that's what this is. You would think, okay, he's going to follow Lincoln Riley to USC. Well, I was told last night, "Mm, not so fast, because maybe 
just maybe a team that's playing for the national championship would be interested in Caleb Williams, and that's Georgia, because their quarterback is a uh, senior, I believe. Is Stetson a uh, a senior, Paulie? I, I don't actually don't think it would matter if he was a freshman because uh, people love to upgrade. But yes, you're right. And then they have JT Daniels, and uh, I was told Georgia could be in the mix for Caleb Williams. Well. Now you're open for business because you can just say, um, hey, I might stay at Oklahoma, but I might not. The name, image, and likeness allows everybody to say, hey, here's our best offer. And you can do it legally. So Bryce Young made, from what I'm told, $1.2 to $1.3 million at Alabama last year. I was told that this morning. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're Caleb Williams... Okay, we know what the starting rate is going to be around that area. And who wants to have me come help your program? Yes, Eden. So are you saying that the transfer portal could just essentially be used as a way to negotiate more money from NIL? Yes. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to leave. I um, might. Dot, dot, dot. I might leave. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah. I might come back, but then... There was a transfer from Central Florida. Is, uh, is it Dylan Gabriel was going to go to, he was going to start classes at UCLA yesterday. An hour later, he decides he's going to Oklahoma, which makes me think Caleb Williams is not going to stay at Oklahoma because Dylan Gabriel was, you imagine you got your book bag and you're walking to class and, you know, you get a text, uh, hey, Caleb Williams out at Oklahoma, uh, transfer portal. And then all of a sudden you just keep walking. You, uh, I mean, you probably got. <laughs> yeah. How long does it take to get from, uh, you know, Southern California to Norman, Oklahoma? 17 hours. Yeah. Well, unless we send the jet to pick you up there. Wow. I mean, this is crazy. So he's going to class. He had transferred to UCLA. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to Oklahoma. Yes, Todd? Shouldn't these student-athletes be worried if their credits are going to transfer over so they don't have to like, retake classes? <laughs> uh, I love the expression student-athlete. That's one of my favorites. Because I think they should be just athletic students. It's, let's, let's not kid anybody. Now, yes, there are some who go to class. Yes, there are some who care about their degree. But for the most part, you're probably just an athletic student. Yes, Paulie. Bryce Young, the 20-year-old sophomore quarterback at Alabama. How much do you say he estimated he made this I year? I was told 1.2 to 1.3 million. Jalen Hurts, who's in his second year with the Eagles, made 883,000 <laughs> as a professional quarterback with the Eagles this year. Oh, 883,000. Let's go. Let go. Yeah. Go back. Stay in college. Yeah. No salary cap. No. You got more freedom in college now than you do in the NFL. Like, Trevor Lawrence can't enter the transfer portal to get out of Jacksonville. I mean, he might want to, but Caleb Williams has more freedom than Trevor Lawrence does and is making, it might make more money than Trevor Lawrence this uh, first, first year. Yes, uh, Seton. Can you believe what we're saying right now and that it's all real? I know. That you can have a coach take off and leave. And then their quarterback could be like, you know what? I'm going to go too. And they could leave in the same year now. And they can also make. You know, seven figures yes. off of their own likeness. All of these things are real right now. But this is what now the NCAA is not smart enough to be to have done this strategically. But name, image, and likeness takes everything off of their plate. Now they don't have to worry about 
schools doing nefarious things. They don't have to share anything. All it is is, hey, go ahead. You can do whatever you want. Just leave us out of this. Yes, Todd. Now that it's off their plate, what exactly is on their plate know. at this point that they have to worry about or do or function? I would love to go to NCAA headquarters and just see what happens during the day. Like, what do you do? Do you just say, let's hold a meeting? What about? I don't know. Let's hold a meeting to decide if we're going to hold a meeting. When, when I worked at ESPN, we, we led the league in meetings. It would be like, oh, do we have to have a meeting? Now, like now is the Zoom call where it's like, hey, you want to jump on a Zoom call? No, I don't want to because 90 people are on a damn Zoom call. Yes, Eden. There is nothing worse than the meeting to set up the meeting. <laughs> Let's have a meeting to figure out when the meeting's going to be. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yep. So that's what's happening with college football right now. But it's, it's wild. It is the wild, wild west. And, and I don't want to hear any of these coaches, uh, you know, that, or any of these announcers talking about the commitment to football. You know, we, we do not hold coaches accountable. Do they love the game? They love the money. That's why they're taking another job. And when a player decides to do that, they don't love the game. They don't want to play in a bowl game. They don't love the sport. They do. It's a business. Because if it's a bu- business for grown-ass men, then it can be a business for these, these kids. And I have no problem with it. Do I want to see them play in a bowl game? Yes. Do I want to see them complete their college degree? Yes. All of those things. But, man, that's a pipe dream right now. Because the game has changed dramatically. From when I grew up to what you expected out of an athlete. Yes, you get free education. You get clothes. You get all of these things. Okay. Now you get a chance to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. Caleb Williams wants to transfer from Oklahoma and go wherever, go ahead. Because it's a free marketplace right now. And this is what makes coaches really nervous because they don't have control. And coaches are control freaks. Got off on a side tangent there, but I had a conversation this morning with one of my sources and we were talking about Caleb Williams. I go, Caleb, open for business. And then my source said, yeah, well, if Bryce got one point, whatever, two, one point three million, you know, you just put your name out there. Doesn't mean you'll capitalize on it. But he said, I wouldn't rule out Georgia as a place for him to go. USC seems like it. Georgia's winning now, ready to win a (laughs) national championship. Now, USC is going to take a little bit of time. Yes, Eden. But that it used to be like, oh, yeah, the guy at the car dealership over there is they're taking care of everybody. Yeah. Now it's like, well, I'm going to enter the transfer portal and then car dealership sweeps in. Here you go. Here's a million dollars. Yeah. What? Well, now it's legal because you don't have to go. You know, I heard stories where, you know, the car dealer gives players cars and they sometimes work at the car dealership <laughs> on the weekend. Those are air quotes if you're uh, listening on radio. And now you can just say, here's the deal. Like, you know what? You, you don't even have to show up. We're just going to pay you. And yeah, you get a car. Name, image, and likeness. Yeah, Paul. I miss the old days with the gym bag <laughs> in the back of the car, laying on the front porch. It's like marijuana. It's so clean and sanitized. Yeah. I remember the old days you'd be at a ball game. Someone was hiding it, pulling out a huge joint. Yeah. Come on. Ah, the old days. Good old days. Yeah, we miss those. You know, when you got a, a shoebox full of money and uh, they put it, ah. I mean, not me. Yes, Tom. And don't forget dad and his new tractor and mom all of a sudden has got a job in the communications department yeah. or in HR. Yeah. Now it's all legal. Uh, that's not fun. Nobody's going to be making movies, you know, about that. Like blue chips. 
Yeah, people are going to look at blue chips 20 years from now and go, wait, what did they used to do? They used to, they used to pay? What? All right. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter, handle it, show. Chris Sims on loan from NBC Sports will join us. We'll check in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. That'll be coming up a little bit later on. Ben wraps up his career at Heinz Field. It went from... Is this possibly Ben? Could this be Ben's last home game to the very end of the game? It's like, oh, yeah, it's it's his last. He did a Cal Ripken loop. <laughs> and I went, yes, this is his last game. Can we stop this? Well, I don't know. It could. It might. Not sure. And I'm like, this is Ben's last game. Nobody wanted to announce it. Ben couldn't announce it because then it would feel like Ben was making it about Ben. The Steelers can't. So it felt like let's just sort of leave it out there. And then you're seeing these signs, thanks for the memories, and thank you, Ben, and his family's there. They sent him out all by himself to start. Uh, and then all of a sudden he does a Cal Ripken loop, and I went, no, this is it. This is it. Ball game, last home game for Ben Roethlisberger. You know, it's weird if you go, who would you rather have as your starting quarterback right now, Ben Roethlisberger or Baker Mayfield? You'd probably take Ben. Or at least it's a coin toss here. And Baker Mayfield, we'll hear from Baker, feels like he's trying to leverage the, hey, I played through pain this year. Okay. Was that the best thing for the team and the best thing for him? Because as we talked about yesterday, I think he's going to make it worse on himself by playing hurt. And it was national TV where everybody was weighing in, including the Manning brothers who did not mince words. They were just looking at what Baker was doing and how he was doing it. And the game plan, the Cleveland Browns had, but Baker Mayfield, if he was more confident in this long-term contract, the contract extension, he would have had shoulder surgery a couple of weeks ago. In my opinion, that would have been the smart move here, not play through pain, because you didn't help his, you didn't help your team. I love that you want to play. Is it best for you to play? We'll talk to Chris Sims about that. Phone calls are welcome. We'll settle on a poll question. Play of the day. All of that forthcoming. We're fired up, ready to go. Dan and the Dan and Stan Patrick Show. You got health and fitness goals. Everybody starts the new year and they're like, yeah, I'm going to be going to the gym and working out. Todd even said that yesterday. I did mention that. Yes, you did. I felt did. good just mentioning it out loud. I know, but you actually have to go you to the do. gym. You can't just virtually picture it in your head. But you support daily workouts with M-Drive, the supplement for driven guys with no plans on slowing down, special blend of clinically tested herbs and vitamins supporting your body's natural testosterone production, giving you the energy, strength, and mental boost you need to compete every single day you can find m drive at walgreens right aid and vitamin shop or visit mdrivedan.com free shipping 60-day money-back guarantee nothing to lose m drive does not contain testosterone but it helps your body maintain natural testosterone production m drive is not for everyone it's not for fritzy because he's not driven wow that's a shot well, mdrivedan.com for healthy tea support, strength, and energy. You need to fuel your daily drive. Prove me wrong, Todd. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with mDrive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
We'll settle on a poll question. Got our play of the day, a couple of stats of the day coming up, and we'll check in with Chris Sims, NBC Sports, and Football Night in America. Steelers sack Baker Mayfield nine times. Most sacks in a game by a Pittsburgh defense since 2001. T.J. Watt may have wrapped up the Defensive Player of the Year with his performance last night with uh, three sacks. We're going to talk about how we're looking at these records, 17 games for Cooper Cup, 17 for T.J. Watt, may break the sack record Cooper Cup with what he's doing receiving-wise. We'll talk about that coming up here in a moment. Here is Baker Mayfield last night with a reporter talking about him playing through pain. Yeah. Are you glad that they didn't pull you out of there just, you know, for safety reasons? Are, are you glad you had a chance to try to pull it out in the end? Yeah, I mean, there's an opportunity to win. I'm an extremely competitive guy. I think you guys know that. Um, but I think now it's time for me to start, you know, looking at what's in the best interest for me and my health. Um, you know, I've continued to lay it out on the line when I haven't been healthy uh, and tried to fight for our guys. Uh, and right now, I'm, I'm pretty damn beat up, to be honest with you. And there's no way around it. Um, I gave it everything I had tonight. Yeah, I think he's trying to leverage this. I'm playing through pain. And I can admire it, but also as a coaching staff, I have to look at what's smart for our team and smart for Baker Mayfield. Like bigger picture, smaller picture here. And that's what I found really curious there. You know, has Baker helped them by being in the lineup? No, he hasn't. And while I want these guys to want to play, play through pain, always felt like Steve McNair was always hurt but never hurt enough that it would really hurt his performance here. Roethlisberger, same way. Always felt like there was something that was nicked up on him, but he was still able to play. Baker needs surgery on his non-throwing shoulder. Um, you know, I, I just would have shut him down a couple of weeks ago. You know, you just, I didn't understand it. Let's bring in Chris Sims, Football Night in America, Pro Football Talk Live co-host with Mike Florio. Um, where do you stand with this situation as the Browns move forward? Well, uh, you know, I know we've talked about it in the past. I, I'm one, you know, right off the bat, as far as like, you know, Baker Mayfield, I, I think you make good points. You know, it is up to the organization, the head coach to evaluate it for, you know, what is best for our football team. And yeah, injuries. Oh, missed a week of practice because of COVID. Maybe that's not when you play the guy. You're right. Oh, that's right. He threw four interceptions in that game. You know, I, I mean, I, so your point is real there. There's no doubt about it. As far as Baker Mayfield and the Browns and that whole situation, situation going forward. I think, you know, we talked about this maybe about a month ago. I mean, um, I expect Baker Mayfield to be back, but like the, the, the red carpet or the, you know, the Rose parade or, or the, the honeymoon, it's over. We're, we're at that point here now, officially, there's no doubt whether they want to make it more of a competition between Case Keenum or bring in another QB to have them there as a backup plan. But I, I don't think we're going to see Baker Mayfield long-term extension. No way. There's no way I would do that if I'm the Cleveland Browns. They, they, they exercise their right to get the fifth-year option, and they got to continue to evaluate this as they go forward. But, but uh, do you pull the his... Band-Aid now, though, Chris? Because this is uh, still a really talented team. Let's right. say... Deshaun Watson's yep. in play in Cleveland. Let's say yeah. Russell Wilson's okay. in play. Let's right. say Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's say uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, if you're the Browns, 
I think you got to look at big picture instead of going, well, we don't want Baker long term, but at $18 million next year, that's not bad for a starting quarterback. And then at what point are you saying we're wasting another season or does it become a distraction for the Browns and Baker Mayfield with that contract ex- uh, extension next year? Well, I, I, you know, again, if you have the chance to get a Watson or Wilson or somebody like that, then fine. That Then, okay, maybe I would think about, like you're talking about, ripping the Band-Aid off and going, okay, these are proven entities. We know what they are. We're not exactly sure of what Baker Mayfield is. Now, I'm not going to throw, but, but you better have somebody like that, I guess is what I would say, at least in my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. But we have seen enough spurts through Baker Mayfield's career to know there is some talent and he can do some good things on the football field. We saw that at the end of the 2020 season. You know, they had the Chiefs on their heels in the playoff game. He played very good down the stretch last year. So there is at least some evidence to go, hey, wait, he can make some game-changing plays and throws and lead our team. There's some things to like there. I'm not trading him away for Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I'm definitely not. I'm going to play the angle of there's still more potential in Baker Mayfield's ultimate talent than a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but I, again, you know, I, I don't think you just throw him overboard for, for, for anybody. There's issues there in Cleveland. You know, the guys doing the telecast last night explained it, I think, in a lot of ways, too. You know, what, what was the approach to that football game? What the hell was going on there? Baker Mayfield was beat up, no doubt about it. They obviously couldn't protect him. You know, Stefanski, one of the, I was one of those that was not a huge fan of the hire in Cleveland because I've always been underwhelmed by the passing offense of the Stefanski scheme. That's what I've never. And I look at that and go, okay, you know, the talent's okay in the passing game, but the scheme is underwhelming to me and it's a little predictable. So I do give Baker Mayfield a little bit of the benefit of that too. Uh, but there's going to be some tough decisions that have to be made there in Cleveland because, as you know, as we all know, it's one of the most disappointing stories or teams in football this year. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Baker Mayfield? Oh, well. You got to have a, you, if you're going to go Jalen Hurts, right? And I was, I'm, I, and you know, I, I took an L with the, with the Jalen Hurts thing before the year. I didn't make him one of my top 40 quarterbacks. You know, now uh, at that time, I kind of was more evaluating it as they're going to try to make him a drop back quarterback and make him, you know, Phillip Rivers and the, the Los Angeles Chargers system, you know, but I, I've certainly been proven wrong and, and 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 where I'm wrong is they went all in on you know he's a better runner than I thought he was and of course they have a great offensive line so they're playing a different style of football you have to be committed to play a certain style of football I think with you have Jalen Hurts it is going to be a Lamar Jackson type offense you're not going to get surgical like precision drop back passing and a guy that's going to be capable of going 30 for 35 for 340 yards from Jalen Hurts so that's where it's different you got to figure out what kind of offense you're going to run that's why it's a tough one Dan traditional offense I want Baker Mayfield we're going to go all in on the all running game and all of that then yes I'll, I'll go Jalen Hurts there we're talking to Chris Sims pro football talk live co-host and also contributor to Sunday Night Football all right Tampa Bay Buccaneers moving forward you don't have Chris Godwin you don't have Antonio Brown defense hasn't played up to its standards that we saw in the Super Bowl uh, Leonard Fournette's been out you still have Tom Brady yeah. What do you think the playoff future of the Buccaneers is? Well, it's scary right now. It is. You know, again, they're they're a, a beautifully constructed football team, but 
I don't even know for as well constructed as they are. I don't even know if they can overcome this amount of injuries and, and go for a Super Bowl run. So I do think like the threshold of injuries has hit a point where I go, Ugh, it makes me look at them as a different football team. You know, Shaq Barrett, JPP not in there, Levante David, you know, secondary been banged up, have issues there. You mentioned all the guys on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so at full strength or close to full strength, I certainly still think they're the, one of the best teams in the NFC. But I need to kind of see how these next two weeks go as far as the health of their football team and where they can get by wild card weekend. I think that would make me dictate that. But like, I'm definitely a little concerned right now, Dan. There's no doubt about it. Where maybe four weeks ago, I would have gone, ah, I'm okay. They're going to, they're going to make a run and get this together. They're kind of just sleepwalking right now. They know what they're capable of. They'll step on the gas pedal. Uh, right now, I'm kind of like, ah, I'm not sure if they can do this with this group of guys here. Is Antonio Brown an issue or does he have issues? Because all of a sudden Tom Brady says he needs help. Well, did he need help just because what happened on Sunday or has he always needed help? And we keep kind of masking the issue here. I, I think so. Yes. I mean, I think he's always needed help. You've kind of always heard that from every place he goes, but it just kind of gets swiped under the rug and they, the next team gets him and goes, Oh, damn, he works hard and he's talented. What? There was issues at the other place. I know oh, we haven't seen that, you know, and then of course it slowly comes about. Oh, you know, again, I'm not trying to play psychologist here or anything like that, but it certainly seems at surface level or what we're seeing that there are issues there. And the Bucks feel burned. I mean, they just stuck their neck out there for a guy who had a fake vaccine card and be, made them a, a spectacle of the sport for a week and how they were going to handle it and put the NFL in a tough spot. And then here we go and you, you cause this, you know, distraction, disaster, uh, whatever you want to call it on Sunday. I've never seen anything like it. So, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of both there at play, I guess. He, you know, he, he does need help. Uh, it seems like, but hey, we, we had enough evidence to know that this was a possibility with him. And when you play with fire, you get burned sometimes and their, their butt got burned on this one. Yeah, it's, it's just like, you got to get another chance. Yeah. You think so? Well, I just, that, that's the mean, the million dollar question. Uh, you know, we know talent talks in the NFL, and a lot of issues get, get get pushed to the side when a guy can still get open or still play at a high level to where that I would think the Bucks right now are kind of trying to play. They're trying to look if they can suspend him without pay or keep him on the roster. So a team like the Chiefs or the Rams or the Packers don't pick him up and get him for a six week, you know, clean slate and it ends up kicking their butt and ends up, you know, kicking yeah. their butt in the playoffs or the Super Bowl. I think that's what they're probably worried about now. Yeah, I think that Tampa that, you know, there's salary cap issues. Like how can they do it that minimizes even further damage and doesn't allow yes. him to get out of jail and go play for one of these other teams? Right. Um right. do you love Joe Burrow or do you love Joe Burrow? Oh, I love Joe Burrow. I, I love him. I really do. And he's gotten better in the things that I questioned about. You know, first off, he's he's the magic man. He just cooled Joe, whatever you want to call him. He's unbelievable. He's the natural. He really is the natural at the position. I had one question about him coming out in the draft, just overall arm strength. 
You know, that was the one thing I went and just went, man, I'm going to give him the edge on Herbert. Herbert has more physical ability. You know, Burrow can make all the throws, but, you know, I wish there was a little bit more power in the arm. All he talked about in the offseason was improving his arm, improving some mechanics to throw the ball with more power. You see that, you know, so he just has everything. He's got every club in the bag. He's so cool and calm under pressure. He's one of the most slippery SOBs in football in the pocket, work in the pocket. I mean, I mean, come on. The Bengals were a dysfunction and we we're going, man, does Joe Burrow really want to go there? And the guy and the player are so awesome in both aspects that now we look at the Bengals as a different thing. We're going, man, this is the most exciting team we've seen in football. They got a bright future. And that's all because of him. And that, that's why I love Joe Burrow. If you could start your franchise with one quarterback from the 2004 draft, Eli, Phillip Rivers, or Ben Roethlisberger. Woof. Knowing man. what you know now, yeah, hmm. I, I'm gonna go with Big Ben. I am. I, I you know again. I, I'm a I'm a sucker for for talent. I guess more than anything, I respect the hell out of those other two guys. I do. But Big Ben to me uh, is just the best of the three. Period. You know, consistently playing at a high level. And I think the biggest thing too, Dan, that that where I give him the edge is just as, when. You know, he's capable of carrying the team when things aren't great, especially in his prime. I mean, he had some years there where you know, they went to the Super Bowl with like arguably one of the three, four, five worst offensive lines in the game and won the Super Bowl. That's really rare for that to happen. And that's because he was so gifted. You know, his ability to throw with people around him or, you know, take those little Fred Flintstone steps around the pocket and move around and pub and faking and people hanging on him and he's just, oh, I'm still going to throw it and get a first down. Uh, that's where I give him a little edge. It's a little different because I don't think he was necessarily studying the playbook or grinding film. I think he was, you know, he's a little bit more like just backyard football, but it's also why I love him and I, I would take him over the other two. Packers have any issues? Yes. I question, you know, one, the defense to a degree. I mean, how, how can you not? I know. Let's, let's forget the Vikings game last week without Kirk Cousins. You know, all the weeks before that, man, run game, pass game, teams have been having their way with the Packers defense. I question the Packers in a year where there's no great team in the NFL, and it's really going to come down to matchups in these playoffs. I just question the high-end talent of the Packers. Uh, I'm one of the, I, I think, the, one of the few out there that I just go, they're good, I get it, they have Aaron Rodgers, he's the MVP, but can you really get to the Super, Super Bowl by not messing games up, execution, and just riding Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers? That's where I don't know. They're going to end up playing teams in the playoffs here. Of course, they're well-coached, and I believe have more talent than them, and that's where I'm a little bit, you know, not sure about if the Packers can really get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. I think what they do well, though, is they're mixing in the run a lot more. Yes. And, and and that makes them I, – I love a team that gives you that option of running the football. Look back on the Buccaneers with Leonard Fournette last year. Yeah, like he was a right. real difference maker. All of those running backs that Brady had when he was in New England, you – you have to have that element there. You you can't be one-dimensional, I don't think. You have to have a defense no. that has the ability right. to stop you when they need to, and I think being able to run the football, and, and I see that with Green Bay. Defense is getting some of their star players yeah. back, 
Bakhtiari's coming back. You got two running backs with Green Bay. You have home field advantage, maybe a true home field advantage. And, you know, that's why I like Green Bay. I I hear you. Yeah. I I, I hear you there. And Jael Alexander, him getting back will be a huge thing. I mean, if they can get him back, I mean, he's, when healthy, definitely one of the five best corners in football. Zadarius Smith on the defensive side of the ball would be another huge addition. Because, again, like I said, I, 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 I question their top-end talent. And I think your offense, running game thing is a real thing. I mean, we've really only seen the Chiefs here in the last 10, 12 years be able to go and win a Super Bowl and do that without, like, a run game. Yeah. They're one of the few teams we've seen do that. And, that, okay, but they have, like, some other really, really special attributes that have helped them overcome that. Uh, you're, you're right, though, with Green Bay. And then with Rodgers at the helm, they never waste plays. They're very unbelievable at executing, managing the football game, and they just don't make mistakes, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and that's what makes them tough to, to, to beat, uh, to your point, Dan. Thank you, bud. Good to talk to you again. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, guys. Be good. Have a good. Tell all those jerks I said hello. Hey, jerks, he says hello. Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host and contributor to Football Night in America. We got news about the Washington football team and about their nickname. That's next, Dan Patrick Show. When you get finished golfing, lifting weights, running around the neighborhood, your body doesn't recover the way it used to. So you can do what I do. It's about sore muscles, post-workout discomfort, popping up in new spots all the time. That's why I'm so thankful for Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. Carson Palmer uses it, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey, just to name drop a few. I trust Level Select CBD because, first of all, it's formulated with doctors. The high concentration of CBD allows me to feel it work immediately, and it's made with 0% THC. You can Apply the level select sports creams or roll-ons right to the sore spots, and then you let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work, and it does in about 30 seconds or less. Go to levelselectcbd.com, and for being a listener of this program, make sure you use the promo code DP30. That will give you $30 off your entire order today. So levelselectcbd.com, $30 off if you use the promo code DP30 so they know you listen to this program. Level Select is not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Fired. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and we Wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God! The play, the play, play. of the day. Left side, got it. Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Third and three. Najee gets the call, cuts it back through the hole. He's on his way. He's at the 25, 20, 15, 10. Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. Go baby! How about Najee Harris? That's your play of the day, Steelers Radio Network. Najee Harris finishes, uh, well, he's not done yet, but a career-high 188 last night. He's got 1,172 yards on the season, breaking the Steelers' rookie rushing record of Franco Harris set in 1972. 
of 1,055. How many games were they playing back then in the season, Paulie? 14? 14 games. Now, we're picking and choosing with records of, hey, that's a record and in 16 games. O.J. Simpson still should be the single season rushing leader because I, th- I think he was in 12 games. He averaged 143 yards per game. But you start to look at T.J. Watt with the number of sacks. Well, it's 16 games. And if uh, Cooper Cup breaks the record, it's 17 games. But we're picking and choosing the records in, in the number of games that are played. So Najee Harris, okay, he's, he broke Franco Harris's record. I guess you got to look at yards per game if you want to. But I just don't know if anybody cares about stats in the NFL anymore from the standpoint of, oh, that's historical. All right? Um, and, and it feels like we're too lazy to nitpick here. If I look at Reggie White and sacks per game, like to me, Reggie White is, you know, the greatest defensive lineman of all time. 1987, strike shortened season. And, you know, Reggie was dominating. He had 21 sacks in 12 games. So if I'm looking at that, he would, he would have been on pace for 28 sacks in a season. Obviously, that would shatter the record. Michael Strahan has the record now, but T.J. Watt is T.J. Watt, um, who missed two games. So do I factor in that he missed two games here? Or when somebody throws for 55 touchdowns, okay, and then somebody breaks that record. Well, if they do it in 18, then that means more. Or your running records and what it means in 16 games or 17 games. Cooper Cup acknowledged this. He was asked about it yesterday. What the guys did that set that, those records, um, you know, Mike Thomas, uh, Randy Moss for the touchdowns, um, what Calvin Johnson did with the yards. For those, what those guys did in 16 games, you know, it wouldn't seem right to, I don't know, to, for those to be broken in 17 games, it just doesn't – it wouldn't hold the same weight to me as it, as it does for guys that have done that in a 16-game season. All right. I mean, that's a humble way to talk about those who did it before you and what he's doing right now. But it's – now all of a sudden with the 17th game, we got a real problem. We went from 14 – 12 to 14, 14 to 16, and then we go 16 to 17. We seem to have a little bit more of a problem from 16 to 17. It's like, you know, 12 to 14, 14 to 16, 16 to 17. Well, I do it in 17 games. Then we're going to do 18 games. That's coming up, too, here in the not-too-distant future. Play of the Day brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Van that you could win. Dan Patrick shows ultimate camping rig sweepstakes. To enter and get the rules, visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. By February 2nd, Mercedes-Benz Vans, the best or nothing. I mentioned the Washington football team. There is a new era upon us. The Washington football team will unveil its new name and identity on February 2nd. And uh, this will be on USA Today. So 2-2-22, the Washington football. Is that the Today Show, Paulie? Yeah, I think they're going to announce it on Today Show. Okay. Do you see that says they're going to unveil their new name and identity? So. I thought they've always had an identity as a crappy football team. Yeah, they should start identifying as a quality club. Yeah, hey, we're we're going to re-identify as a decent football team here. I have the odds from August when the name was in flux. Okay, Red Wolves was the favorite. The betting odds: hmm. 
football team was in play because they were going to keep it. Uh, commanders, Red Hogs, Defenders, Armada, Brigade, Presidents. Those are just, that's based off no real research. It's just kind of like uh, fan votes and things like that. I think I was pulling for Armada for some reason. I don't know why at the time I go, I like Armada. I don't like presidents. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Your Armada, Armada, we're everyone's yeah, Armada. Yeah. Um, I would have stayed with Washington football too. You know? I, I I just it's it's unique. Yes, Todd. Do you go Washington Hodas, Washington Rokers? Maybe there's a little connection there. Why the Today Show of all places? Mm, okay. I go Washington Hodas. Oh. I would love. I buy all this no, stuff. No, no, no. Peacocks. No. Yeah, there you go. The Peacocks. Washington Peacocks. I would have stayed with Washington Football Team too. Yeah, I like that. Imagine if that was the announcement. This big grand <laughs> announcement, and we're keeping the name Washington Football Team. Uh, Reggie White averaged, averaged 1.75 sacks in 12 games in 1987. That's the best ratio ever. T.J. Watt, 1.54 sacks per game. That's so far 14 games. Sean Merriman. Sean Merriman had 17 sacks for the Chargers in 12 games in 2006. Michael Strahan had 22.5 sacks in 16 games. Justin Houston had 22 sacks. Remember that? Justin Houston in 2014. Jared Allen had 22 sacks. Mark Gastineau had 22 sacks. That was back in 1984. But T.J. Watt, probably going to be your defensive player of the year. Yes, he... Does that, so you're talking about uh, like Reggie White averaged one and a half sacks over 12 games, right? Reggie White averaged 1.75. Okay, 1.75. Over 12 games. But if you're able to do that now over 17 games, say you get up to one and a half, yeah. isn't that more impressive than what Reggie White did? Well, he had 21 sacks in 12 games. Which is very impressive. That's <laughs> really impressive. But the average that you're talking about. 1.75. To sustain that over a longer period of time would be more difficult for a defender. Yeah, but T.J. Watt has only done it, so he's 1.54 for 14 games. Yeah, that's harder to do. But it's only, but it's it? still not even close to what Reggie did in two less games of 1.75. I'm not a math guy. Do I'm have, definitely not. Yeah, I'm not either. And Paulie is not either. No, I have no math, but I have a... I, okay, in the 80s, quarterbacks dropped back about 450 times a game. A high-end quarterback, a, a season, I'm sorry, 450 times. Yep. So Reggie White had fewer opportunities to sack the quarterback. That said, there's an article I saw a few months ago, quarterbacks now get the ball off much faster. So even though a Matthew Stafford is dropping back 650 times, he gets the ball away so much faster than other guys did in the 80s. So it's harder to get a sack now. So it, it works both ways. It can be both harder and easier. That solved nothing. <laughs> yeah, it did. But Wait, I that's sounded, the show. Yeah, I that's... sounded like I knew what I was talking about, which is important. <laughs> that is our motto. We solve nothing. We solve nothing. nothing. Back to you, Greeny. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Man. Nailed it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was on with the Mannings last night. And he was... If you didn't hear Carson Palmer yesterday on the show... I thought he summed up the reason why Aaron Rodgers wants to play against the Lions. He wants to win the MVP. And you put up some numbers here against the Lions, pick up the win, he's going to win. the. Now, maybe he's already got the MVP. But Carson said the reason why he thinks he's playing is, also, you have to factor in what Aaron brought up 
last night, back in 2011, you know, he sat out a game, and that's when Matt Flynn came in. Flynn threw for like 500 yards, six touchdowns against the Lions, got the contract with the Seattle Seahawks, and then they went in first uh, into the playoffs. They lost to the Giants. Rodgers, I think, wants to make sure that he's, you know, ready to go. You know, not, not too much time off. All right, one hour in the books, two more to go. We'll check in on the Buccaneers right after this Dan Patrick Show.